Welcome to the Grant Writing Simplified Podcast. This is the place to learn how to make a big impact in your community through grant writing and nonprofit consulting. The world needs you to step forward as a grant writer and use your skills to lead with confidence. I'm Teresa Huff, former special ed teacher turned grant writer and nonprofit strategist. In my 20 years of freelancing, I've helped nonprofits triple their funding and exponentially increase their reach. Now I'm stepping up to mentor freelancers and nonprofit leaders like you who are ready to take your skills to the next level. It's time to get intentional about your vision so you can create lasting change in your community. Learn the skills and strategies you need to become the grant writer the world needs. Let's do this. Hey friends, welcome back. Today we are talking about the comparison trap. And sometimes it's easy to get caught up in the numbers game of grant writing or comparing with other nonprofits and what they're doing or how other grant writers are doing. And so I want to talk through some of those things and some of the pitfalls today. Before we get into that, nonprofits and grant writers often ask me where to find grants and how to keep up with all the different deadlines. I tell them about Instrumental. This is an online database that has made my grant searching and tracking process go so much faster. They have search features and funder data right there in the system that would normally take me hours to dig up on my own. Instrumental brings all your grant research, tracking, and the project management under one roof. In fact, I like it so much that I've partnered with Instrumental to give you a free two-week trial and $50 off your first month. Go to TeresaHuff.com slash instrumental, that's instrument with an L, and use the code GWSPOD. Give it a try, and then let me know how you like it. Recently, I was leading a couple of different grant writing workshops with some nonprofit leaders, and it was a mix of people. Some of them had quite a bit of experience with grants, and some had never written any grants before. So we really talked through, they had a lot of great questions about strategy or how do we present certain aspects of our program? How do we talk about this? And so we talked through some of those things. One question that came up a couple of times was, how do we show that we're making an impact when maybe we're only serving 80 locations? I said, 80 locations sounds like a lot to me but they're also looking at other organizations who are maybe serving hundreds of locations. I want to give you some encouragement and kind of a comparison just to let you know it's not always about the numbers themselves. It's more about the quality than the quantity. A few years ago, I worked on a federal library grant for a couple of very small outlying school districts. These were very remote a lot of poverty, low-income areas, and just really needed some support in their school library and technology and getting things up to speed. They didn't have a lot of funding to do that on their own. Now, being a federal grant, we knew that one small district of maybe three or 400 kids was probably a long shot, but we partnered up to neighboring school districts. They had very similar demographics, similar descriptions, a lot of the things that would overlap in some of the research. And so that ended up being eight or 900, not quite a thousand kids. And we applied for this federal grant and laid out, made our case, did the evaluation, went through everything. 
If you know anything about federal grants, they are extremely competitive, (laughs) extremely. They get about 500 applications. They maybe fund 50. We knew it was a long shot, but we thought it through, put everything together, and built a really solid case. Now, we were going up against districts from all over the country. Some had thousands and thousands of students in them. And here we were with our eight or nine hundred. But we got the grant and we got the full amount that the maximum that you could ask for. We got the 500,000. There were hardly any other schools that got that much. And ours was serving a smaller number of kids. It was because we laid everything out. We went through step by step our case. We had the evaluation of how we were going to measure everything. The budget was well defined. Everything lined up together. And we showed how it was going to make an impact on these kids in this demographic. We showed the return on that investment. I share that story to let you know it's not necessarily about the numbers. There may be other organizations serving a lot more people than you. There always will be. That's okay. Let them. Bless them. More power to them. Now, don't get me wrong. Numbers are important. We absolutely need to be measuring and tracking and collecting the data we need to be able to show to make a good case. But the numbers themselves are not everything. There will always be other organizations bigger and smaller than yours. There will always be someone else serving more people or with more locations or whatever the case may be. But I want you to think about how can you shift to look at what you're doing and the impact you're making. Make it more about the impact than the numbers and present that in your case of what you're building. In episode 14, I talked about grant writer success rates and I addressed the question of, am I a bad grant writer if I don't win the grant? Or when people talk about, oh, what's your success rate? That might be an interview question that you hear, and that's really not a good question. That's asking the wrong question and measuring the wrong thing. We need to shift that perspective. You can go back and listen to all of that in episode 14. There are other things we can be quantifying and measuring besides just the success rate. Again, yes, keep track, but that's not the only metric, and there are way too many external variables to use that as the only measurement. Something I find interesting is that episode 76 is one of my most popular episodes. I talked about how we can use constraints as containers for creative progress instead of roadblocks. We have had so many constraints the last couple of years, so many unexpected and unwanted boundaries and limitations and unknowns. But if we shift that and look at that as actually opportunities or ways to find creative solutions and new types of problem solving, then that can actually become some of our best work if we'll shift that narrative around that. But we have to deliberately change that way of thinking into looking at that in a more positive light. And it's kind of the same way with this question about the numbers. Yes, numbers are important. And like I said, we do need to be measuring them, but that's not everything. And how can we use those creatively? Maybe our numbers don't look like another organization's, but instead of worrying about what the other organization is doing, 
let's look at our nonprofit and see what can we be doing? How can we be getting better and improving our programs and serving our clients well to carry out our mission? How can we look at our limitations creatively as opportunities instead of something negative? These might be good questions to think through as a team with a couple of your team members or even your board to get people thinking and talking and just starting the conversation. Sometimes a couple of well-placed open-ended questions can really bring up some great points and ideas and some almost a breath of fresh air. If you're feeling stuck in this comparison trap, I just want to encourage you. Keep focusing. Always go back to your mission. Bring it back to that. And what are you doing? And are you serving well within your mission with the resources that you have? And not worry so much about the comparison trap and what the others are doing. It's the same way with grant writers. There will always there will always be grant writers who are more advanced and always ones who are newer. And that's all right. That's a part of the process. And I'm glad because if there are grant writers with more experience than me who have written other types of grants, then I can learn from them. And they're a great resource. If we can start shifting this again, shifting this narrative, then we can become so much more impactful and powerful in helping these nonprofits carry out their missions. If you've been wondering how to become a grant writer, you can learn exactly how to do that in my VIP program, Fast Track to Grant Writer. We work together in this personalized program to develop a plan based on your top goals and your skills. I'll help you find the shortest distance from point A to point B so you can launch your freelance grant writing career. You can start today at teresahuff.com slash VIP. Again, I want to give a quick shout out to today's sponsor, Instrumental, for their support of grant writers and our work. Go check them out at teresahuff.com slash instrumental and use that code GWSPOD. Are you feeling caught up in the comparison trap? If so, what do you think is causing that and what could you focus on instead? How can you focus less on the numbers and more about the quality of the programs that you're bringing and how you're carrying out your mission? All right, friends, that's it for today. Some food for thought as you go about your week and continue in your grant writing work. Keep it up, my friends. You are making a bigger difference than you'll ever know.